Harlow Gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Jessica Harlow Show. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow, or Miss Jessica Harlow to some people, at least on YouTube. I'm best known for being a content creator and producer in mainly the beauty and self-help categories. I created this podcast specifically for young women that want to do more than just admire beautiful, successful, happy women, but also give themselves the permission and the tools to become one themselves. If you're tired of the noise of the world telling you how you should look or how you should behave or what you should want and instead are craving to live a life on your terms and even give yourself the room to decide what that even looks like and feels like for you, then you've come to the right place. A new episode of The Jessica Harlow Show goes up every single Thursday with one goal in mind, to bring you something of value that you can use to make your life happier, healthier, and or sexier. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes. It only takes about a minute, maybe less if you're quick. And you can also share this with your friends on social media. By the way, this podcast is also available for listening to on Spotify. So if any of your friends don't have Apple devices, they can still listen to it on there. If you do spread the word about the podcast in any way, please take a screenshot and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com, and in return, you will receive access to some exclusive content such as my hair care tips and secrets for growing the longest, healthiest hair possible, plus so much more. I've got a lot up my sleeve over the next few months. You don't want to miss out. Over the past couple of days, I received literally almost back-to-back messages. I'm not even kidding almost back-to-back messages from people asking me about breakups, breaks, looking for a podcast episode about them, what to do, what I recommend. I mean, it was so overwhelming that I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, is everyone just going through something in their relationships right now? It just seemed like everybody was going through some kind of like bumpy road, uh, some kind of challenges, some kind of friction. And I was like, damn, I guess Venus is in fact in retrograde. So just like how last week I posted something about forgiveness and it resonated with so many people, so many more people than I really expected it to, um, I was like, damn, is everybody going through stuff? So I feel like this week, it's so weird. I feel like through you guys, I'm really figuring out like what you guys are going through and it's interesting how so many people seem to be contacting about the same things at the same time. Like I'm almost getting suspicious and feeling like a bunch of you just get together and just are like, this week we're going to start messaging her about this topic Um, because it's just, it's so coincidental. It's crazy. But um, as I was saying, Venus is in retrograde. Well, it will be officially in retrograde starting October 5th. So we've been kind of in the pre-shadow phase for the past week, which probably makes a lot of sense given what I'm reading in these messages. So Venus is the planet of love and relationships, just like how, you know, you hear about Mercury retrograde. Mercury is a planet of communication. It kind of like affects not only your relationships, but travel, technology, etc. So when that goes retrograde, when any of those planets go retrograde, the things that they kind of have the most influence over can kind of get a little bit screwy, things can go a little bit haywire. So Venus going retrograde starts officially on October 5th. Again, Venus is the planet of love and relationships. And um, it's going to remain in retrograde for about six weeks. So this week, we've been in that pre shadow phase kind of time. So maybe that's why some people feel like they've gotten a head start. So Typically, what happens during a Venus retrograde is, well, a number of things can happen. It can reintroduce old lovers into your life. Um, 
Or if whatever you're currently in, it can almost kind of create a bit of a test for whatever you're currently going through in your relationship with whoever you're with. Um, And this might explain why so many people are parting ways or parting temporarily or just completely making a shift or trying to figure out, you know, what they want to do. Changes are happening. So one woman had ended up writing to me. um, She wrote to me asking me if I thought that breaks were a good thing in a relationship and if I believe in breaks. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter what I think about breaks. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about breaks. Um, It really just matters what you think and what you believe about breaks. And when you have doubts about if a break is a good thing or not, well, maybe for you and your experience, it might not be. So there's something called confirmation bias. And remember how in a few episodes, I've mentioned that our brains are wired to be right. So it's very important to be extra mindful about exactly what you're looking for, because your brain is going to make anything look like evidence of that. Now, that's not to say don't trust yourself, but it's just really important to get good at making the distinction between what you're actually experiencing and calling the color pink red just to be right and have more evidence to support your claim or your belief. So if you want to learn a little bit more about confirmation bias and other tricks that your brain can play on you, I highly recommend picking up the book, You Are Not So Smart. I read it on a plane years ago, and I've gone back to it a number of times when I've been working on this podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes I'm trying to, you know, work an argument out. So I'm like, let me go back to that book. (laughs) So back to this woman who was asking me about if I think that breaks are a good thing or not. And in my personal belief, I think it very much depends on a number of things. Um, I think it really depends on your reasons for taking a break. I think it's important that you and your partner both have the same goal in mind because uh, if one person's working towards one thing, another person is working towards another, well, then when you guys, you know, come back from your break, you might be really disappointed. One of you might be really disappointed. So it's important that you're both on the same page, have similar or exactly the same goals, to be honest. Um, But it really depends also on what you do with the break, what your partner does with the break, and how you both show up after it. And here's the thing, you really can't control what your partner does on a break or how they're going to show up. And in my personal opinion, trying, spending a lot of time worrying about what somebody else is doing or going to do is really a lot of wasted time and it could really drive you crazy because... You really don't have any control over what another person is doing. You really only have control over what you do and how you feel, completely separate from your partner. So I'm a big believer in using your energy on what you actually have more control and more influence over, which is yourself. So you can only really control how you show up, what you do at the break, and not what they do. She had said in this particular situation that um, her and her partner, they were together for two years, but they have a big age gap. The partner is much younger than she is. um, And they have set a date for when they will reconnect. And um, I was like, okay, well, your partner will always be younger. The age gap can never shrink. You know, let him do his thing and see how it goes. And that's really all that you can do. And then she was like, well, what do I do then? What do I do until the break is over? And I was like, isn't that a funny question? Because whether we're on a break or a breakup or whatever's going on, we're like, well, what do I do now? Like, what about me? 
personally, first and foremost, I think that regardless of whether you're on a break or breaking up or whatever's going on, I think you should treat it all the same. With the exception of if you and your partner have certain, you know, rules for what is okay and what is not okay to do on the break. But regardless, it seems like in this scenario, they didn't really have any rules. She was like, well, what do I, what do I do? And that's a really funny question because without realizing it, when we start to fall for someone or we end up falling for them or we're in love, you know, and especially when we have invested so much of our time and our energy in other people, sometimes we can somehow, we change, we lose our center a little bit or completely. And in a way, we forget who we are. So I told her really simply, I was like, just do whatever you want. And she didn't really, (laughs) she didn't really like that (laughs) because she was like, well, what does that mean? I don't even, because I guess there's some part of you, especially when you've lost a bit of yourself in a relationship because you've started to identify so much with the relationship that you're in. So much of your identity is in that. So if that takes a pause or if it ends, you can kind of get a little bit lost and be like, well, I don't even know what the hell I want. And I said, listen, you have to be really selfish. This is your opportunity to do whatever it is that your heart desires, whatever can be fun for you, whatever you think will make you happy without this person. This is about filling up your own cup because you wouldn't be taking a break. Neither of you would be taking a break if you felt like your cups were full. So this is not to say that You know, experiences aren't better with the people that we want to have near us. Of course, they're better. In most cases, they are a lot better when we have someone to share things with that we really, you know, enjoy their company and really care about them. But there isn't a reason on this earth that you can't enjoy anything on your own either. Okay, so I told her to really focus on enjoying her life and what she can get to do now with her time. Because a lot of the times it's like, oh, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to Well, think about what you get to do. You know, put it into a different kind of perspective. Look at it from a little bit of a different angle and think to yourself, well, what is now possible now that things are the way that they are currently? She now has freedom. She has the freedom to not have to consider anyone else. I mean, this is a two-year relationship. I mean, it's natural to think about, well... What would they think if I did this? Or what would they think about that? Do they want to do this? Do they want to do that? And, you know, so much becomes about the other person. There's so many strings attached to the other person and what they think and what they want that it almost, you know, can kind of cut you off from what you really want to do. So I said you have freedom to not have to consider anyone or anything else. And freedom is a really great thing because if you notice, okay, the more that we cling the more damage that we do. Nothing gets resolved in that way. Because when you have certain things that are becoming an issue in the relationship, what tends to happen is people become more committed to the problem than they become to their own happiness. And if you have two happy people, when they come together, they're naturally going to make each other happy. But when you're coming together and just talking about a problem or are committed to, you know, analyzing it and tearing it apart, it almost just makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm going to say it again. We are more committed to the problem than we are to our own happiness. 
that to me is, I think, the destruction of any potentially wonderful relationship on the planet. Someone or both people become so committed to the problem, more committed to the problem than their own happiness. Now, that's when people would say, well, I would be happy if they just did XYZ thing. But we know, and everyone knows deep down, that's not really true. That's temporary. That's today. Okay, tomorrow, it's going to be something else. And you'll keep moving the goalpost. And then it's like the other person thinks to themselves, wait a minute, I got to make you happy all the time. But then what about me? And then it becomes a mess. Doesn't my happiness matter? And I don't understand why they can't just accept this and that. And then it becomes a mess. It's just like they say, you give a mouse a cookie, pretty soon it's going to want some milk. Eventually, you know, even if somebody does what you want them to do, eventually they're going to have to drop the ball because they've got more to do than just make you happy. And then you're going to be pissed again. And then there's a new problem. And then back around we go. Does that make sense? You see it all the time. People go through things and then suddenly they're like reading articles, they're watching videos, they're listening to podcasts, they're messaging me and asking me, why don't you make a podcast on this episode about when someone does this or when what to do when someone says that or if you notice this thing, what does it mean? And then we end up driving ourselves crazy <laughs> because again, we're so committed to the problem and we can't let go of the quote unquote problem that would probably resolve itself if you just, I don't know, tried relaxing a little bit and going and getting some fresh air and doing something that makes you happy. But anyway, it ends up driving us crazy and then pushing the people that we want to be closer to us farther away because you're focusing so much on what's wrong rather than what's right or rather than what could be right. And the thing is, people show us who they are and they show us who they are from very, very early on. There really aren't very many surprises. It's just our perspective changes because when you get closer to someone, you get to also start to see things from different angles. So sometimes the same things that we love about them at first can end up being the very same things that drive us crazy later because we see it from a little bit of a different angle. Our perspective changes. Does this mean that the person's changed? No, but our perspective has changed. And then we're like, "Uh oh, and then we start behaving differently. And then they're like, who's this person? And then everything changes. And then it feels like everything's totally different. It's so stupidly simple. But I don't know, it's kind of hilarious. So for example, at first, you maybe might love how someone is so ambitious. And then Later on, a couple months, a couple years into it, you're like, wait a minute, all this person cares about is their work. Now, is that true? No, but we're stuck on that. And that's our confirmation bias coming in. On the other hand, if you think that people lie and you're used to, well, and all these old relationships that I've had, people lied, people cheated, people did that, this, that, and the other one. And guess what? I'm here to break the bad news. Um, yes, everybody lies. Even people who don't lie, they lie at least a little bit. Um, some of them might be in denial. Everybody everybody lies. There's not a single person on this planet that's perfectly clean. Nobody's a saint. If you dig deep enough, you will be sure to find something. Everybody's life has a little bit of messiness to it. Now, of course, this isn't to talk about um, abusive behavior. You know, if someone is going out of their way to hurt you and put you down, that's a major red flag and you've got to go. That's not at all what I'm talking about here. What I'm really talking about is, you know, regular disagreements, 
annoyances, nagging, complaining. But again, I'm not talking about abusive behavior. That's a completely different animal. There's a huge difference between having some disagreements and being abused um, or being treated like you're less or being put down um, when you haven't done that to the other person. Listen, that's a major red flag and you've got to go. You've got to get out of that situation. And if you're in a situation like that, you will eventually go. You will have to because you will reach at some point your enough point. And no one can tell you when that is. And you probably won't listen anyway until you reach whatever your limit is in the situation that you're in, in the relationship that you're in. Um, but you will you will go. You will go or they will go. Um, that's what happens with an abusive situation. It's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about very like minor things, innocent stuff, like nothing that, you know, heavy or deep or dark. So I said to her, I was like, whether you're going through a break or a breakup, it's really all the same as far as what you need to do. Again, we can't control other people, but we do have the opportunity in literally any and every moment to make ourselves happy. It just depends on what we're choosing to focus on. So I said to her, you get to do whatever it is that you want. You get to now do what you want to do. And if anything, I think that the best thing, and I always recommend this to anybody, whether they're going through a breakup, whether they have um, gone through a major life change, whatever the case may be, anything that really can take your take its toll on your self-esteem. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe something really terrible has happened um, that's really taken its toll on your self-esteem and your ego. The best thing I think you can do is learn something new. (laughs) Get a hobby, get a new project, get something that you've never done before and never had the time to explore because you were too busy obsessing over what was going on or not going on in your relationship, in your career, in whatever it might be. There's just something that a new project can do for your self-esteem and your mental health. It gives you the time to focus on something completely new, completely different and foreign, something that you can't even connect to the person that you were with because you're doing it entirely without them. They don't even know what you're doing. And by the way, unfollow people, block if you have to. If you're on social media every day, if you're going to get updates and notifications, that's really not a real breakup. And then I know what you might be thinking, oh, but what if they forget about me? Well, don't worry about that right now because that's not important. The important thing is that worse than that might have taken place, worse than them forgetting about you may have taken place, you may have forgotten yourself. You may have forgotten yourself. You Forgetting yourself is worse than anyone else forgetting you. You can't forget yourself and live a good life. You can't even live a decent life if you've forgotten yourself. So a new hobby, a new project, it really shows you more about yourself that you may not have known you could do before. It gives you something new to be excited about and it makes you feel accomplished. And in my opinion, it gives you the opportunity to surprise yourself, to find something in yourself that you might not have known was in there before. And once you notice one thing that you didn't know you had in you, it's like a snowball effect. You start to notice other things that you didn't know you had in you, such as maybe strength, maybe courage, maybe confidence, maybe clarity, etc., etc., etc. The list goes on and on and on. And in my opinion, that's a lot healthier than just jumping onto the next body that comes along. The problem with doing that, in my opinion, is that it's kind of training you to seek validation outside of yourself. 
Now, there are situations where perhaps dating other people would be a good idea. That's for you to judge if that's what's necessary for you right now or in the near future. It all really depends. You know best. Trust your instincts, but also ask yourself, here's here's the question to ask yourself. Do you want to date other people because you want to feel better about yourself or do you want to date other people because you think it could be fun? Because you think it might be a good time because you think it would be um, because you think it's really what you would want to do. Don't think about revenge. Don't think about any of those things. I see people sometimes wanting to seek revenge to prove a point to the other person. And my thing is, is energy is so, so, so powerful, so valuable. And when you're putting your energy all in getting revenge, what you're essentially doing is you're just, again, remember that whole like filling up your cup theory? What you're doing is you're just taking whatever's left in your cup and continuing to pour it out for the other person. That's where you're sending your energy. So when it comes to revenge, I personally don't believe in revenge. And I know that sounds crazy. I used to believe in revenge years ago. Like I was all about revenge. Um, And meanwhile, like now I'm just like, I, that's not what I believe because I know how important and how valuable energy is and where you put your energy. So it's really, again, about really putting your energy into yourself, into your own life, into your own things that have absolutely nothing to do with the other person. So don't seek to hurt them. Don't seek to get back at them. Don't seek any of that because really all that's doing is just depleting you. And I know that sometimes depending on the situation, like let's say if you're in a scenario where you feel like someone has cheated on you or really betrayed you, it's tempting to want to like get back at them. I totally understand that. I think all of us have been in a situation where we're like, oh, wait till I show them. Like I'm going to get back at them one day and they're going to regret everything they ever did to me. Again, all you're doing is just feeding more and more energy into the situation, um, the negative parts of the situation, that person, and none of it is going in for you. So it's good to have, you know, a healthy sense of, well, like if someone were to, again, try to tell you you weren't capable of something, then you could turn around and be like, you know what, I'm going to use that as fuel to make my life better and make my life great. That's different. That's a little bit healthier, but sometimes people can get a little bit, you know, vengeful and want to kind of like, you know, prove a point or, and it just, it's really, really unhealthy. So don't do that. Again, be very, very conscious about your energy. Energy is absolutely everything. The older I get, the more I realize how much energy really affects everything. Like I said, back in, uh, I mean, so many years, but back in like 2017, sometime before then, I was in a very dark place. I was very depressed. And I was just pouring my energy in all the wrong areas. I was really just making myself miserable unnecessarily. And it almost seemed like absolutely every part of my life was just, ugh, like it all sucked, in my opinion. And now, over the past, you know, about a year now, where I haven't been depressed. Of course, I've had sad moments. Of course, I've had, you know, things happen where I'm like, well, that wasn't what I really wanted to happen. Or that's not, that's not how I would have like, you know, wrote the script here. Um, But it's totally different. Like I'm still overall really happy with my life because I've chosen to overall put my energy into good things. And if I catch myself putting my energy where I really don't need to be putting it, 
um, I just eventually, like when I really realize it, I just completely pull out um, and make sure to get back to myself. It's really, really important. I used to think this way when I was much younger and go figure my life was really great. Um, and then I let go of it. Somehow I got cynical and would you know it, my life just spiraled out of control and I was really, really deeply depressed, deeply miserable. And I really had only myself to blame because of what I was doing with my energy. So it's very important to protect your energy and to understand that it's your responsibility to make yourself happy and to take care of yourself. Ain't nobody going to come and do it for you. Nobody. And if they do, you it's probably you just think that they are. <laughs> Honestly, it's just you think that they are. I'm definitely planning on talking a lot more about energy in the upcoming episodes because I think the number one thing that you can do in any situation, no matter what life is handing you, it doesn't matter if you're going through a breakup or you're, you were fired from your job or you lost your job or you have to make a career change or something just terrible happens, something that you just really, it's unfavorable, it's not what you have wanted, um, it's not what you have chosen, it's all the same. The way you solve any problem is the way you solve all of them. You have to focus on where you're putting your energy, focus more on what you want rather than what you don't want so you're not getting a mixed bag of tricks, and really focus on being happy and feeling good. It's stupidly simple. So we'll talk more about that in one of the next episodes coming up. But for now, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I hope that this week's episode gave you something to think about. If you think that this episode or any episode can help out someone that you know, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends. It really helps the show to grow. I really appreciate it when you guys give me feedback. So feel free to slide into my DMs or leave a comment and let me know what you think on my Instagram. I'm very active on there. I'm very responsive on there. And it's one of the easiest ways for me to get back to you. So feel free to do that. And if you have been enjoying the show so far and haven't yet rated or reviewed it, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It takes about like a minute, maybe a little bit quicker if, you know, you're pretty efficient like that. So yeah, in the meantime, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.